Hi, and welcome back to Becca Babbles Podcast. I'm your host, Becca. I'm a certified personal trainer, holistic health coach, and future chiropractor on my way to figuring out this thing we called life. Now, let's get babbling. Hey, 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 and welcome back to Becca Babbles Podcast. I'm your host, Becca, and today we're going to talk all about body love and finally falling in love with your body. I'm currently about to go to a concert like it's my first ever concert and I'm super excited the only problem is is that I'm not a night person (laughs) most people who know me know that I am not a night person and so I had some caffeine or coffee I guess same thing kind of um but I had that right before this so we'll see if I finally start getting hyped up but I will say I'm recording a podcast at like 7 30 right now and I can already feel like I want to start winding down for bed and I was like you know what let's record a podcast because I know that's going to get me all excited plus I need to have a podcast ready to go this week anyways and what's not a perfect time than a time that you need to get hyped up um right before a concert so I sound like a complete grandma and I honestly don't care because all those people who love waking up at five o'clock in the morning are like yes I understand mornings are great and for all those people who can stay up late at night good for you too it's just not my usual crowd so we'll see how tonight goes once I get like partying and stuff it'll probably be great but Speaking of partying and having a lot of bodies around you, I want to talk about body love. See that transition I just did there? I feel amazing. That was really good. Um, Just a little applause for myself because I'm here by myself, obviously. But um, I will be honest, I still have those ups and downs of loving and hating my body and like even that whole movement of, and it's still around, but saying that like, oh, you need to like love your body and like body love and just love it. But I even know that like some days when I really am like not in the mood of liking my body or you just are in those constant negative thoughts and you feel like you can't get out of those spirals of it feels like any piece of clothing you put on, you're just like, I hate it. I look disgusting. I just want to put like a trash bag over my head. Like we've all been there. Those days you don't want someone to tell you, oh, just love your body. You're like, that's some like cheesy trash that I just don't want to listen to right now. And I completely understand. And I know some people will say like, oh, just say some affirmations, um, just wear comfy, comfy clothes and it'll all be okay. But you're just like, you get in this state where you're just like, will this ever pass? And I know for me, um, I can have some really hard body image days and it's not fun. And I wanted to give you some like actual tips that you could use on those days where you're just like, man, this day is just really hard. And I'm trying to use all the little tricks that like everyone is telling me to use, like saying affirmations or journaling or I don't honestly, I kind of like tune all the other stuff out because I find what works for me. So I hope you take on some of these tips and you like some of them if not whatever you could totally go back to the whole like I love my body 24 7 positivity thing which I highly recommend doing um but you know those days where you just feel like that isn't working maybe these tips will work for you so the first one I just want to start off with is just like 
having the ability to just be content with your body. Like I said at the beginning, it's like we harp so much on like you have to be in love with your body. You have to love your body. You need to like be obsessed with your body and like feel good about it 24-7. But we all know that we have our days where it just it feels like no outfit is working. It feels like no angle that you're looking at yourself in the mirror is working out. Your friends are taking pictures. I know like Be Real, that app, which I still don't completely understand, is like a huge thing or it's been a huge thing for a while. Maybe your friend took a picture and you weren't ready and you're in this like weird, awkward angle and you're like, Ugh, why on this day? It happens to all of us. But those days, it's just okay to say that I'm content with my body. Because I want to let you know that your body is the least important thing about you. The least special thing about you. The least, like, thing that people even think about when it comes to you being a human being. Because I want you to think of one of the people in your life who you, like, who really supports you or like you always go to for support or someone you think really highly of or maybe it's like one of your best friends maybe one of your best friends that is a four-legged human being and not or not a (laughs) four-legged I messed up my own joke um is a two-legged human being not a four-legged animal um just for this context but think of someone who you think highly of or would always go to, what's the first word that comes to mind when you think of this person? Is it the way that their body looks? Is is it how they make you feel? Is it a part of their character that you aspire to be like? Most of you are probably saying something as far as like, it's how they make you feel. It's some quality that you have that they have that you wish that you had or that you aspire to have. Most people don't keep people in their lives that they're just like, oh, I think they're really pretty. So they're going to be my best friend. So why are you thinking that you have to be like this super pretty majestical unicorn so that people like you? Your body is just a body. Yes, there's some cool things about it, but it's what's more, I know this is going to sound super cheesy, but it's more what's on the inside than it is what's on the outside. So if you're just able to remind yourself that like, you know what, it's okay that I don't love my body today, but I can be content with my body because I promise you there will be like a couple weeks later where you'll just be like, man, I look good in these jeans or like something like that. We all have those days. So just reminding yourself that like you're going to have those bad days, but you're also going to really have those good days. Another good analogy is like when you're at school, not every single day at school is like a sucky day at school. Usually Um, you have some good days where you're like just acing all your tests. You feel like you understand everything that your professor is saying. You're raising your hand and answering all the questions. You're like, bam, I got this. And like if your school does Kahoot, um, which is like a quizzing game, if your school does Kahoot, maybe you got on the leaderboard and you're like, man, I'm acing this day. 
But then you'll have some other days where it's like you don't understand what's going on. You maybe got a bad grade on a test. You feel like you don't understand anything and you're not able to answer the questions from the teacher. And you just like kind of want to put your hoodie over your head and just like hide in a hole for a bit. But it's funny because in that context, you know that's just a day and that day's going to end with that feeling once you leave school. It's the same thing when it comes to your body. So just remember that it's okay to just be like, I am content with my body. Another thing to think about, and this like really, really helps me because I come from a perspective of like being an athlete, is acknowledging what your body shape is good for. Now, I'm not talking about that whole thing where people are like, are you mesomorph or some of those other big words that I can't really think about right now, but it's like mesomorph or like, are you apple shape or pear shape? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about how like, okay, maybe you have like bigger hips and you have bigger thighs. You like gain more weight in your thighs and your butt. If you do have that and you are a female, having bigger hips and bigger thighs means that you're like going to be amazing at birthing. Like maybe you don't want to be a mom which is completely fine but just acknowledging like or just appreciating what your body is capable of doing or has done is a great place to start and another great great way to remind yourself how amazing your body actually is because when you say those affirmations of like oh I'm beautiful or like I'm so pretty or I love the way my eyes look and stuff like that. Those are all great. But sometimes I feel like when you're able to attach something that you can physically do, this is why I love weightlifting and I will constantly be like obsessed with weightlifting is because how strong it makes me feel and how capable and powerful it makes me feel is because I can link it to that. I can link it to something functional that I am doing And when you acknowledge, like, what are some functional things that your body can do, you're able to be like, hmm, yeah, that is kind of cool. So, for instance, if you have those bigger hips and bigger thighs, that's amazing because you're either going to be, like, really great at birthing or maybe, like, you played a sport and you have really strong legs and you were great at volleyball because you were able to have a strong base and then push all that power through your legs. Now, maybe you don't have really big thighs or a big butt, which is completely fine. I'm not one of those people. (laughs) Um, That doesn't mean that your body shape isn't functional for something. For me, if you're anything like me, I tend to be a little bit more top heavy. Um, as far as like in the chest region Um, and I tend to get I guess you'd call them like love handles is that what people call them I don't know I always call them like my oblique region (laughs) Um, um, but yeah if you gain fat up in that area or maybe that area tends to be a little bit bigger for you um, I guess people would call that like square shaped like you're more square boxy box I think boxy is the right word Um, boxy shaped that's awesome and I'm going to tell you why it's awesome it might not be like the Kim Kardashian like oh I got a big booty and I got some big boobs but like it's still really functional to be that shape you want to know why because 
It made me really good at basketball. One of the reasons why men tend to carry weight in their midsection area more compared to women is because that made them really good at running long distances because they were meant to go hunting. They were meant to like run away from some predator that was going to attack them. And it's a lot easier to control your weight that you are carrying when it is in front of you and is in the center of your mass. It's kind of hard when it's like when you're more bottom heavy to do that. This is why um, guys were better at running. So that doesn't mean that females, they're, they tend to be more bottom heavy, but not all of them. It does come down more to genetics. Um, but because I am more boxy, it made me really good at sports. I was able to jerk back and forth during basketball and like fake people out and be like, ha, you thought. Um, I was able to jump up and get those rebounds really fast and then throw it as far as I could to one of my teammates so that we could score a point. So because my body is the shape that it is, yes, I might not be playing basketball right now competitively, but that's still something that I can be like, hey, I'm grateful that my body allowed me to have that experience or be able to be good at this certain thing because of how my body is structured. So maybe there was something that you did back then, or maybe there's something that you're doing right now that your body is able to complement what you are doing and makes you good at that certain sport. This could even, it doesn't even have to be a sport. Like, for piano, for instance, like I, um, someone used to say that I had man hands because my hands were so big. Um, but my, my family would be like, no, you just have like long fingers. So it made you really good at playing piano and they're not wrong. Um, I still joke around. I'm like, yeah, I got man hands, especially now that I have like calluses on my hands from weightlifting, but it's, I don't really care. I think it's kind of funny. Um, But maybe you do have like bigger hands or longer fingers and you play an instrument. It's really good to have those long fingers so you're able to reach for all the... I don't know what specific instrument I'm thinking of, but with piano, maybe you're playing piano and hitting the keys or maybe you're playing the trumpet and you have to hit the... Are they called buttons? Um... Obviously, I didn't play the trumpet, but maybe you play trombone and like you have really long arms. So that was beneficial for you, too. So try and think of something that how your body looks gives you benefit for what you're doing. And something else that I just want to mention, um, because I see with myself and also other people is we tend to like to think of what other people have this could be body, this could be money. Um, I know my podcast last week talked a lot about like being a hot mess and seeing like you're like this picture perfect version of yourself, which honestly I feel like came out at the perfect time because I think the Barbie movie just came out, Um, which if you have not seen that, go and see it because I definitely thought that it was not going to be good. I had very low, low expectations going into that movie. And then I saw it and I was like, whoa, this was not what I was expecting. So highly recommend that. But 
a lot of the times we like to see what other people have because we always think the grass is greener. We always think like, oh, if I have curly hair and I have this stick straight hair that my life would be so much better or I would look so much prettier if I had X, Y, Z. But the thing is, is that if you are thinking so much about what someone else is thinking about, probably means that there's someone else out there who is also jealous of your insecurity. A good example that I can think of is when I smile. I don't know if it happens anymore, but when I smile, my nose tends to like crinkle up a lot, depending on like the view of the camera. Um, But in general, my nose tends to like crinkle up and I like hated the way my smile looked in pictures or the ways that my nose looked. And someone, um, someone close in my life had told me, they're like, no, that's like my favorite thing about you. I think it's super cute. And I was like, are you serious? Um, so a lot of the times, the things that we hate about ourselves, people actually really like about us. Or like, for instance, a really good example is like, um, a lot of girls talk about like boob size um, or like butt size, especially now with the whole like Kim Kardashian thing. Um, and comparing that and being like, oh man, I wish I had bigger boobs or oh man, I wish I had smaller boobs and going back and forth and like wishing that you had something else. But the funny thing is, is that we don't realize that we all want what the other person has. <laughs> um, so if you, let's say for instance, like have bigger boobs and you wish that you had smaller ones, there's probably someone out there who has smaller boobs that wished they had bigger ones. And now I'm not saying like, again, that you have to fall in love with your boob shape or size or whatever, but it just helps you acknowledge that like, even though you might hate something about yourself, there's someone out there that loves it. And I feel like this falls really good into the whole like topic of if you're attractive or not, because I know a lot of girls, especially at my age, you're in the dating scene. Um, and it's kind of just like, well, is anyone ever going to find me attractive? Is there something wrong with me? Do I need to like have more makeup on? Do I need to have less makeup on? Do I need to make my hair straighter? Do I need to wear tighter clothes? Do I need to wear looser clothes? And all these thoughts are going on in your head and you start questioning if you're like good enough. Um, but I just want to let you know if you're having those thoughts and you think you're not good enough for any reason, I want to let you know that there is someone out there for you. There is someone who sees you and not just for how you look, but for who you are. But I still know that whole attractive physical piece is like, it's hard to get over um, and not think that someone will only find you attractive for how physical you look. But even then, someone will love all the physical attributes of you because I truly believe that you are a puzzle piece to someone else's puzzle. Now, the reason why they might have first approached you was because of how you might have looked, but I also wanna let you know that the reason why they stayed is because of how you made them feel. Back to the whole like, think of the person that you think super highly of, think of the person that you would go to first, think of the person that you love the most in your life. Why did you stay? Yes, you may have approached someone at a party and had a good conversation. And maybe you met up with them at a coffee shop later. 
But then you also have those relationships where it's like you meet them at that coffee shop and then you don't really talk to them anymore. But then you have those friendships where it's like, oh, you went to the coffee shop again and then you kept texting and then you had some inside jokes and then you kept texting and then you met up at this event. There's a reason why people continue to reach out and then there's a reason why people fall away. And that's okay. Because, like I said, I know it's a cheesy analogy, but it totally works. Is because you are the puzzle piece to someone else's puzzle. And you make them feel good. They want to be around you for who you are. That's why when people try to like fake what they like or fake their personality, which honestly, I'm just like, man, that seems like a lot of work. I don't know how people do that. And I probably did it at some point and didn't acknowledge it. But I'm just like, man, that's a lot of work. Like, I am weird. I know for a fact that I am weird. I am crazy. I can get loud. I can get super competitive. But there's people in my life who are around me that love that about me. Now, there's people in my life who don't really like that and they don't hang out with me, which is completely fine. That's why they're not in my life as much or at all. And that is okay. You will find your group of people or you will find your person and they will love you for your physical attributes, but also for what's on the inside. So if you ever question yourself being like, is there anyone else? Is there anyone out there for me? I want you to remember that, yes, physical attraction is a thing. But the reason why you have the people that you have around you and why they stayed is because of who you actually are on the inside. Now, another thing that I want to acknowledge is that think about what thoughts are coming up when you are starting to feel insecure about your body. Are there any patterns? Do things start to happen around that time when you tend to have those those thoughts or those negative feelings about yourself? Most of the time for females, it tends to be around their period. It's really common for women to have like these depressive thoughts around their period I'm not saying that it should be that way but it's really common for women to have like more like lower self-esteem during that time and it makes sense because you kind of just want to wear a big giant jacket and like watch tv with your girlfriends and just hang out all day um and you might be like a bit bloated which is super common because like you are literally shedding a layer inside your body um I don't think people talk about this enough but like your uterus is an organ it can stick out um it will cause a bump and like having this like flat stomach that like no one sees whatsoever when you turn to that like side view is like mostly a genetic thing and even then um, most of the time those girls aren't nourishing themselves enough. So just remind yourself that if you are doing what's best for you, that's all that really matters. Whatever that other girl in those like in her outfit is wearing or doing has nothing to do with you and you don't know what's going on in her life. But anyways, back to the whole period thing is if you are on your period you are going to be bloated. Your body is going to be holding water. There is literally a lot of inflammation going on down there to allow that process for you to bleed and continue that cycle. 
And a lot of the times when I am going through my period, I like to tell myself like, hey, this will pass. Or what's that saying? Like this shall, this too shall pass. Is that what they say? I feel like that's the thing that I'm like imagining right now is either Gandalf, but I think that's something to do with a bridge. Um, or I'm thinking of like a knight in on a horse just being like, this too shall pass. Duh, duh, duh. That's all I can image right now. So if you need to image like Gandalf on a bridge or sitting on a horse and there's a knight saying like this too shall pass, totally do it. Um, but this usually happens during your luteal phase. So either your luteal phase or while you're menstruating, you will be a little bit more bloated and just remind yourself like this will pass and just wear some comfy clothes. You don't have to wear your jeans all the time. It's okay to like wear sweatpants. Um, I promise you people won't notice or people won't remember. Um, clothes are great. I think clothes allow us to express ourselves, but, and maybe this is also coming from a person who doesn't care as much about clothes, but it's not that big of a deal what you wear. <laughs> um, so the most important thing is, is wearing something that makes you feel good about yourself so you continue to feed yourself in a way that your body will appreciate so that you can go out and focus on things more than just your body. If you're constantly thinking about how like the waistband around your stomach is feeling and you can't focus on the conversation that's in front of you, then there's an issue and there's a problem. But another reason why I like to put it in the perspective of like, oh, am I on my period is because like I get to fully understand nutrition and the human body. This is why I love diving into like human health and nutrition is because I can actually know what's going on in my body and collect all this data and be like, okay, how can I best optimize this? Or like, oh, this helps me understand why I'm this way. Going back to the whole like, okay, my body shape is this way and it makes me good at X, Y, or Z. If you know what's happening inside your body or why you need to have a certain nutrition process, I don't know what the word for that, best word for that would be, I guess like a nutrition plan. I don't like saying plan because then that makes me think of meal plan and I don't like that very much. Um, like it has its place. But I think I get, but I think you get what I'm saying. Um, nourishing your body in the right way. Um, I like to understand those things so I have a why behind what I'm doing. And it allows me to kind of those intrusive thoughts of like, oh, I shouldn't eat because like I ate a lot last night or oh, maybe I should skimp on this because like I know I'm going to have this dessert coming up or I'm going to have this party. And it's like, no, 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 no. I know that my body needs X, Y, Z because it makes me feel energized and fueled throughout my day and it helps me maintain my cycle. So I'm going to do this. It helps like kind of cover those other intrusive thoughts that are coming in. Because you have a rational reason why you are doing what you are doing. So if you're having those intrusive thoughts of like, man, I really hate my body right now. or I'm really uncomfortable in my clothes. Maybe I should skimp here or there or I shouldn't eat X, Y, or Z. 
just remember you're on your period you're bloated it will pass another pattern that I find that comes up when I am having those intrusive thoughts is when I am stressed out and I feel out of control (laughs) um starting this doctorate program I thought that I was really good with like my relationship with my body and food but man have I been challenged I will say I'm grateful for my background because it has helped me get through that. I've also had the support that I needed to get through that. Um, But it's also highlighted for me more that when I am stressed out, even though it's not food related, like I always thought like, oh, it's stress. I'm stressed out about food because I have to eat more or because I have to work out less. But now it's like a completely different thing where I have like a lot going on in my life or I um, I have a lot of tests coming up or I'm not sure if I studied enough, stuff like that. Then on the back end, I'll have things like, oh, man, maybe I should push back my breakfast or, oh, man, maybe I shouldn't have this. And it's like that came that felt like it came out of nowhere. But it's really common because you feel out of control and the only way you feel in control is because is to manipulate your exercise, to manipulate what you're eating and that gives you a sense of control and it happens to me too. Um, But again, just going back and acknowledging like, hey, I realize this is a pattern. I'm not going to follow through. And every time you tell yourself you're not going to follow through, that is another time that you are telling your brain, we're not doing this anymore. And I am truly fueling my body to be the best version of myself. And instead of using food and exercise as a way to control everything in your life, maybe try journaling. I know I said at the beginning, like I don't like the whole journaling process of like body image stuff but again it has its place but maybe journal on how you're feeling maybe journal out like what you wish you were feeling right now Um, maybe journal out all the things that are going on in your life that you wish you had control over And then start taking the steps towards how can I start controlling these? Or like, what are some things that I can start doing that would allow me to feel in control? I love making plans, but sometimes you can't plan for everything, which is totally fine. Um, I think another thing that my therapist recently told me is that like, you can't fix everything, which I, I, I knew that. But she also had told me like, you can't fix every feeling either. And... It made sense when she said it, but I was like, why didn't I ever think of that before? Like a lot of the times we think like, oh, I have this feeling. And then you're like, and, or at least I did. I was like, okay, I have this feeling. I categorize it as a bad feeling. And then I was like, okay, now how do I fix this feeling? Okay. I need to go journal. I need to go meditate. I need to go for a walk. But it's like a lot of the times you may just be experiencing the feeling and you just have to experience the feeling and know that it's going to pass. A good example is like you go to a birthday party and you're super excited. You're having a lot of fun. And then so you're, you're happy at that moment. But then maybe someone texts you some sad news. So then you get sad. But then you get home and you see your puppy and you're just like, oh, my gosh, you're the cutest thing ever. Like emotions shift and change. 
Um, but one last thing that you might want to do when you're feeling out of control and stressed out is either talking to someone or setting some boundaries. Um, and this boundary doesn't even have to be with someone else. This could be for yourself. So for me, for example, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast or not, um, but I'm trying to get better at this, is telling myself that I'm not allowed to do schoolwork most nights, except for one, because I have biochem in the evening, but telling myself I can't do schoolwork after dinner. Like that is my chill time. That is when I get to relax. That's when I get to decompress. That's maybe when I might start recording my podcast. Who knows? We'll see. Um, but that is my me time. Um, because if I continue to do school 24-7, then I'm just going to feel like my whole life is consumed by school and that I'm constantly consumed and too stressed. Don't get me wrong. I love school. I love learning all the things. But there needs to be some sort of boundary within that. So maybe you need to set a boundary with yourself. Maybe you need to set a boundary with someone else. Maybe you like need to not talk about a certain topic for this period of your life. And that's totally okay. Um, and then maybe you just need to talk out to someone how you're feeling. Um, I don't think enough people just let people talk. And that's probably why therapists exist. But um, I know I'm even learning with myself on being like, okay, you don't have to fix everything um, depending on what the person's asking for. So like, let's say you just want to talk, go up to your friend and say like, Hey, I'm not looking for a solution right now. I just really want to talk this out. And that's totally fine because you're allowed to do that. And if your friend says like, Hey, I don't really have the space to do that right now. That's totally fine too. Um, and you just need to go and talk to someone else which is perfectly okay, and they have the ability to say that they just can't handle that right now. So I hope some of those tips helped. Maybe you can find them. I also wanted to give you some like journal challenging tips because I know I talk a lot about journaling, um, and I want to get better at like the end of my podcast, especially the ones where they're very like give you tips or not as sciencey based, giving you more journal prompts to work with so you have something to take away from even though there's like a ton of tips in here that you can use but I just want to challenge you if you are having trouble falling in love with your body or like being content with your body or dealing with a lot of like self-hate or body hate maybe these journal prompts might help you and the first one is if you had the perfect body what would you be doing right now the next one is identify a moment when you feel like your body was inadequate or you were inadequate. What did you need in that moment? And the last one is what are the top three words you want people to say about you? And then a little like sub into that is those top three words. I want you to start saying them to yourself right now or in the morning, or while you're brushing your teeth, flossing your teeth, whatever. Um, before you eat breakfast, I love sitting down before my breakfast. I, um, I do a little prayer before breakfast, a little affirmation in there, and then I eat my food. Um, it's one of my favorite things, you know, habit stacking. I still haven't read Atomic Habits. I will at some point, but when you're able to habit stack, it just, other habits just start to like flow 
better, or at least that's what I've found. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I thank you so, so much for listening to it if you made it to the very end. I hope it helps you. And if you have any topics or questions you want me to answer, I'm looking to do a Q&A podcast. I feel like that would be really fun. Um, so if you have any questions that you want me to answer, send me an email to Becca about, uh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I was going to say my old email, um, Becca and wellness at gmail.com. Um, or you can send me a DM on Instagram. That would be great. I can also make it anonymous if you would like it to be anonymous. I don't have to read out your name or anything because I know some people don't like that. So that is totally fine too. But with all that being said, I can't wait to babble with you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Becca Babbles Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, the best thing that you can do is leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other listening platform of your choosing. If you want to learn more about me, you can do that by following me on Instagram at Becca and Wellness or by checking out my blog, freebies, offers, and newsletter on my website at BeccaAndWellness.com. If you want to share the love of the podcast, you can do that by taking a screenshot and sharing it on social media and tagging me and the podcast at Becca and Wellness and using the hashtag BeccaBabblesPodcast. I hope you have a great rest of your day and I can't wait to babble with you next time.